0: Hey, my name is Bill.
1: And my name is Danny, And we are a A couple couple of Park park Hoppers. hoppers. We spent a few hours at Universal Orlando on Tuesday this week to check out the new Jurassic World Tribute Store, ride a few rides, and grab some food. However,
0: we encountered one of the busiest days we've seen since moving to Orlando, and we're going to tell you all about it right now. Let's Let's hop to it. it.
1: makes me want to dance around it in Harry Potter world with my wand over in my head. Diagon Alley. Diagon Alley.
0: That's where you end up when you say Diagon Alley.
1: With the flu powder. With the flu
0: powder. <laughs> and you hear this music because that's the music that plays in Diagon Alley at Universal Studios Orlando, Florida.
1: Which is where we went today. Today. Tuesday. Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. Yeah. We had a very interesting time at Universal.
0: To say the least. Yes. Now, we have a lot of things we're going to talk about in this episode regarding the operations currently at Universal. A lot positive, but there are a lot of not-so-positive ones that we're going to touch on that we want you guys to know about if you're planning a trip to go to Universal, because I know that a lot of you guys trust what we have to say.
1: And I think a lot of these things are very important to consider, especially if you're taking. You know, a vacation that you put off for a while and you want to have a really enjoyable time. And we want you guys to have all of the information available to you. Exactly. Well, first off, we decided that we were going to head over to Universal and we were going to do a couple things. We wanted to ride some rides, try some food, check out the Jurassic Park Tribute Store. Jurassic
0: World Tribute Store. Jurassic World Tribute Store.
1: My goodness. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. Uh, I can't sorry. take you anywhere. You took me to Universal I, today. I did. I and-, <laughs> did. and we're going to talk about that right now. Let's <laughs> hop to it. Let's- <laughs> hey, deja vu. <laughs> well, first off, right from the get-go, the line at Universal, just even to get into the parking garage is yeah. very long.
0: It was crazy. Because we went in the middle of the day. We didn't go at Park Open where we know the line is going to be long. We went in the middle of the day, like around noontime. Yeah. And... The, On a
1: Tuesday, <laughs> the
0: the parking attendant line all the way across was like seven to twelve cars deep. Yeah, each each line. Yeah. So I was kind of shocked to see that because usually, if you go peruse into Universal middle of the day or end of the day, you usually don't wait in line at parking.
1: Yeah, it's usually like first thing in the morning or like as you know, city walk starts to right get more more bumping m- more bumping. Yeah, or even like later in the day when. You know, the Express Pass, if you have like a Premier Pass. Which we do. Yes. But, it, you know, I feel like it gets a little bit busier then, but yeah. not at noon on a Tuesday.
0: And the even crazier part about all this is that after you go through the parking attendance and you either pay for parking or you scan your annual pass, you go around the corner to one of the garages and you, you end up entering. Fortunately for us, we are, like we said, Premier Pass holders, and we were able to go through the Prime parking side. But... As we were driving up the ramp to the prime parking side, there was a line of cars waiting to just get in the garage.
1: And it wasn't moving. And that was the interesting part. That's the
0: first time I think I'd seen that.
1: Yeah. I Now, I will say that they were all bottlenecking into one line. Sure, yeah. But they weren't moving.
0: But the, like, the single part of the line, once all the cars were merged, still wasn't moving.
1: Yeah, and... As we were driving by, I was like, hang on a second. Is that is that the line to park? <laughs> and Fortunately, you were, wasn't our line. Yeah, and, you were, and you were like, I think so. And I was like, hmm, okay, well, I'm glad we have these passes. Crazy. So we went and parked, and then we walked to security, which normally universal security, um, on a very, very busy day, you actually have to walk around security to, like the line zigzags all over the place to try to, Get everybody corralled into the security lines. Right. And this time they had the line zigzag on one end, then they walked you through almost the middle, and then you had to zigzag through the other side before you even got in line for security. It was
0: pretty nuts out there today. And for those of you guys who have never been to Universal, Universal security is very similar to airport security, not as intense, Like You don't have to take your shoes off and all that kind of stuff, but you do have to take everything out of your pockets. Anything metal has to go in a tray, and then it goes through a metal detector, and then you right. pick it up on the other side after you walk through a physical metal detector. So it can be time-consuming sometimes, but they usually do a really good job of getting people through it fast but it was so crowded today that it was it wasn't exactly quick.
1: Now, I will say that like once we were in the security lines cuz they had a lot yeah, of after lines. We they have a lot of lines open right. for that. So they were getting people through really quickly. But I mean, the the large amount of people was still kind of shocking. That it was that it was taking that long yeah. to get through that line.
0: And uh, go ahead. Sorry.
1: I was just gonna say we hadn't even gotten into the park yet, and we yeah. had already waited in two lines.
0: <laughs> it's it's crazy. I wish we had express for that. Um. So once we got through security, we headed down towards City Walk, and even the the moving walkways and the regular walkways were packed with people. In the middle of the day on a Tuesday, it was just kind of crazy to see.
1: It was funny because we had these like teenagers who were like. You know, they were trying to, like, zigzag in between people on the moving walkway. And it was so congested that they were, like, they, like, were, like, excuse me. And they, like, squeezed past us. And then they stopped in front of us because there was nowhere to go. And we we were, like, oh, look where where you went. Excuse you. All the way two feet ahead of us. Right. I mean, which is fine. But, I mean, it was just, it it was so busy that, like, you know, there was just nowhere to go.
0: We were pretty shocked that on a Tuesday afternoon, that it was going to be that crazy over at Universal today. Um, So once we got into the park, which shockingly the the lines to scan your tickets were the shortest lines we waited before all day getting in
1: all day that was the shortest because line we usually that kind of takes forever
0: and i always pick the wrong line <laughs> i always pick the one where like some lady's having trouble and she's got like her five kids passes all together in her hand and you scan this one and Or that they're one. on
1: her phone or something right yeah, and then,
0: and then the, the qr code's not working and she has to have somebody called over i always get in that line that line is the one that I always pick. So from now on, I don't ever pick lines anymore. And I started walking towards one. And Danny was like, look, over here, there's a line. And there's one person in it. And we got right through. It was and, beautiful. And
1: again, that was the shortest line we waited in all day. Because
0: I didn't pick it. <laughs>
1: because I picked it. <laughs> well, once we were in the park, the first thing that we realized was not only was everything pointing to it being busy, but but also the wait times were already staring us straight in the face and saying, "Hey, you're not going to be walking on today." Right. Um so when we walked in, I believe that Minions Mayhem, which is the first one right off to the left, that one is I think it was 95 minutes. It was, yes. It was 95 minutes. Over min- an hour and a half. For and then Minions Mayhem. And Shrek 4D was the same. That's wild. And I was just like, "Okay, well, that sounds that sounds like we're going to walk past this." And we continued walking, and we walked over to The Mummy, and even The Mummy, I think, was 65 minutes. Crazy. And so, I mean, we were walking around, we were like, wow, these lines are so long today, which, again, was really almost shocking for a Tuesday. Yeah,
0: and our intention today was to go visit the brand new Jurassic World Tribute Store. We actually shot a ton of video in there today. And we're putting together a video, and you guys can go ahead and check that out on our YouTube page, YouTube.com/slash a couple of park You can go watch that video right now. You can go watch it and see every single item that's on sale inside the tribute store. All the amazing details, the incredible four rooms that were in that tribute store, the theming. It was just, it was such a cool experience as a Jurassic Park mark. Like me.
1: Yeah, you had the biggest Jurassic Park mark taking you through that store. I was there too, but he was just having like the best time of his life. Yeah,
0: and so we shot a really detailed video for you guys, you know, showing all the prices on everything in there. Um, So definitely go check that out on our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe uh, button when you get there and hit the bell for notifications for any time we post a video.
1: Now, one thing I do want to point out about that Jurassic World tribute store is that there was no line to get in there.
0: There was not. We
1: I was honestly, as we were walking past all the other rides, I was like, Oh my goodness. We're, we're going to wait a
0: half hour to get in the store. <laughs>
1: yeah, it, and, and I was, I was like that. I thought would have been like lucky to do that. But luckily, right. you know, there was no line. Um, and again, it was amazing in there. Now, one thing I do want to point out is while we're at universal, you are not required to wear a mask when you are fully vaccinated.
0: Guys, we did our job, we did our, our we did our our part in this whole thing. So I believed firmly that we should get rewarded for that. And going to Universal and not having to put a mask on the entire time was so awesome. Going on rides, going in stores, walking around in the 95 degrees humidity today, not having to wear that mask was so freeing.
1: It was so much more bearable.
0: Oh my god, it was awesome. And just being able to get back, and we'll talk about the attractions that we went on, but be able to get back on rides and not having to wear a mask, chef's kiss.
1: We loved it so much. Now, um, one thing that I did want to talk about while we're talking about the Jurassic World Tribute Store was we actually got to try a snack. We did. And we actually didn't talk about it on our video. And the reason we didn't talk about it is because we got to try it, and then we just kind of continued on with our day but we wanted to tell you about what it tasted like.
0: Yeah, and the reason why we didn't shoot it on video is because like we said, the parks were so crowded today that we couldn't find a table or anything to eat it at, so we ended up going over to the New York section, over by where Rip Ride Rocket goes through the building there. Yeah. And we sat on the New York section steps and just ate the snack.
1: And then and we didn't really have a, with our day. Exactly, <laughs>
0: and we didn't really have a place to kind of put the camera and you know point it in a direction to to watch us eat because that's thrilling. Um, yeah. But want to go over what we did try.
1: Yeah, so we actually ended up only getting one snack. Um, the reason that we decided on this one was because first off, neither of us are big sweets people. No. Like I think there, I, I do want to try a couple other things there, but this was what we had to try. Um, on top of that, we had been looking at also getting some other food and treats while we were at Universal yeah. today. So we ended up trying the. I would. I'm not sure exactly what the name is. It was it's looks like a, it's like, like a gummy. So it was like the amber yeah. off the top of the cane that had from the mos- John Hammond. Yeah, that had the mosquito in it. Yeah, and it looked like literally it was taken straight off the top of the cane.
0: Yeah, it was like a half circle of gummy that was lit up inside the store from underneath, to and you could see the mosquito inside. So it was really, really cool looking, and the amber was all lit up, and um, it, it was a very interesting snack if you wanna you want to talk about it
1: first. Yeah. And one thing that I want to encourage is you guys have to go over to YouTube and check out this video that we uploaded so you can see how this gummy looks. Because if you saw it, you would want to try it too. That's one thing about these tribute stores. They have the coolest looking snacks in them. They do. So I was so excited to try this. So um, the gummy actually just tasted like a gummy bear to me.
0: There was no flavor I could put my finger on. Yeah. Because it it literally just tasted like you said, like a gummy bear, but it was like if Hank Pym got a hold of it and it was a (laughs) giant piece of gummy.
1: Right. I I mean, now that I'm thinking back to it, it was some kind of fruit flavor, maybe like a tropical flavor almost. We'll go with that. But it wasn't very strong or very sweet. It was actually, you know, the perfect amount of sweetness but it didn't have like a defining taste in my opinion what did you think about it
0: um i don't know if i would get it again but it was good um i'm not like i said i'm not a huge sweet person uh it was a little big for for my liking like you know any gummy beers i can hit like eat like four or five maybe six right you know i'm not a huge fan of that kind of food um but it was really cool experience for me just seeing the seeing the amber gummy with the mosquito in it and you know, at the end of the tribute store right before you check out, that's where everything was as far as the sweets go. Um, I It was good, not great, but it's definitely worth getting for the experience of having that, that piece of amber like the movie.
1: Right, yeah. I, I definitely think that trying those snacks is worth it, especially if you are visiting Universal. The reason for that is because these tribute stores are not permanent. No. They go away. And so they, and they change into something new and cool that, you know, you're not going to see again. And so I think that if you want to try something while you're there, you should try it. And I definitely think that really special, like, snack that they made was a really good choice for us
0: yeah and there was a couple other really cool snacks in there too you had, they had their your basic you know kind of desserty snacks but there was also really cool theme snacks like they had a giant dinosaur egg that was made of chocolate it where inside there was a chocolate dinosaur right like and it, and it was a it was a huge egg like uh, you can't see me because i'm obviously we're on podcast but like my hands are probably like eight to nine inches apart and that's about how big the egg was
1: what would you say, like half the size of a football? Yeah,
0: yeah. It was this, about the shape of a football and probably about half the the size of the actual ball.
1: Well, I, I that was one thing that I was thinking about potentially trying, but also I couldn't justify doing $18 for chocolate when yeah, neither right. of us are super big on chocolate. Exactly. But... Um, I definitely recommend going and checking it out. You've got to see the great work that they do with those snacks over there. There's
0: over 10 different things that you can try. So definitely go check out that that uh, that snack shack at the the last room of the Tribute Store.
1: Yeah. Now, after we left the Tribute Store, um, we started going on rides. So we got to go on a couple rides today. Now, the first thing that we went on was was the Mummy. Yep. And the Mummy had a very long line. It did. And so we went in line. I will say that the Mummy is a ride that... I'd never been on before, um, like, before we got our passes. And I've really learned to love that ride. I think that um, that ride is so much fun, and it doesn't get enough credit, personally.
0: The only thing... There's two things I would change. The first is... Holy crap! Whoever's driving that thing, stop hitting the brake so hard!
1: Oh my goodness!
0: <laughs> that scene before you go backwards, you come to such a sudden stop. You like you almost have to flex your ab muscles to yeah. like prevent yourself from hurting yourself.
1: <laughs> it, it's like this close, and if you, yeah, I know you can't see me, but I'm I'm seeing very very it's very very close to whiplash. <laughs> yeah,
0: and then the second part is the the weird hilarious video at the end of Brendan Fraser being mad that he didn't get his cup of coffee. Because you don't understand why he's talking about that because you don't spend enough time in the queue anymore to remember that the the, the idea of the mummy coaster is the fact that it's a working movie set that's right. haunted by a mummy. And so Brendan Fraser is being this, you know, this pissy actor who's uh, he's just he's not making anybody happy. He's being a crybaby and all he wants is a cup of coffee. And then you go into the ride, and it's amazing. And then you come out, and there's this video right at the end of the ride where he's like, "This would have been better if I got a cup of coffee." <laughs> and then it doesn't make sense to anybody <laughs> if you don't realize why he's saying that. Right. It's kind of like how I feel about Runaway Railway, where you oh, you completely no. skip the I entire uh, premise of why you're in the Chinese theater in the why first place. Why nothing can stop
1: us now? <laughs> exactly.
0: Anyway. Um aside from that, the Mummy's a fun little ride. It's a little shorter than I would like. It's kind of similar to um, similar to mind train in length as far as like wait time versus uh, attraction time. Uh, but it is a fun ride. it's it's very similar to rock and roller coaster where it's you know, kind of loopy and and drops in the dark. You it know?
1: reminds me of like a baby rock and roller coaster. Yeah,
0: exactly, except it doesn't go upside down.
1: right. That's why I mean, like a baby rock and roller coaster. Yeah. Like it's still really fun. Um, but I love that ride. I think that's a ride that everybody should go on when they go to yeah. uh, Universal Studios. Definitely
0: try to get on that.
1: Now, we got to go on two more rides, and um, we only went on one more, ri- oh, one we, more ride. Oh, That's right. So the reason I was saying two more rides is because we had actually planned on going on two more rides. We'll
0: explain why we didn't in a few.
1: So um, we went on E.T. after 4 p.m.
0: When you're in Universal, you go on E.T.
1: And... After 4 p.m., since we have our premier passes, we actually have Express.
0: Which is great. And you can use Express for one time per attraction after 4 o'clock, as many attractions as you can do.
1: Yes. And so we did E.T. And right before we uh, went to E.T., um, we had actually been trying to find our uh, wait times for the Jimmy Fallon ride.
0: Which is incredibly underrated. Every time I read social media posts or YouTube comments or anything like that about the Jimmy Fallon ride, people are always bashing on it. I think it's one of the most underrated rides in the park.
1: It's so much fun. It's
0: really smooth. The The scene in space, if you haven't been on it, the scene in space feels really realistic yeah. when you're on it. Uh, which is a tremendous asset to have when it's just a 3d simulator right um but i won't go too far into the details in case you guys haven't been on it but i really enjoy going on that ride and danny and i have a soft spot for jimmy fallon's show because we actually took a a trip when we lived in massachusetts down to new york to go see a jimmy fallon taping so going there and having that experience and seeing everything inside of 30 rock and on the floor where Jimmy Fallon is taped and seeing the, the cue at Universal and how accurate it is to that building. And the studio is very similar looking. It's that, The Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show will always hold a special place in my heart because of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, when we went, it was such a cool experience in New York. And I will say that they did a tremendous job in making us feel like we were basically back in New York. Yeah, I mean, I can't even describe that every once in a while when we're there I'm like oh my goodness like literally it's just a replica almost except you don't have uh it they're not quite as strict at universal
0: right and go so go definitely check out that queue it's really really cool
1: and I do want to point out when I say they're not quite as strict at universal what I mean by that is when we actually went and saw the show they are very very particular about you having your phone out
0: right yeah and you s- can't
1: and so you, you've got cameras all around like there's lots of people watching they're they're like your phone has to be off like you'll get kicked out if you know you break the rules because in today's day and age people want to snapchat instagram TikTok, all of those things right. and that was just you can't do any of that so For some reason, every time we're waiting to get onto the ride, I'm like, should I have my phone out? Am I going to get kicked out?
0: (laughs) They tell you that when you go into the actual studio because uh, they tell you that it'll interfere with the audio and visual equipment, which isn't the case, but they want full attention from the audience on what's going on in front of them rather than looking through the lens of their phone.
1: Right. But even in the waiting room, we couldn't have it. Right. Yeah. So, and the funny thing about that, and when I think back to it, um, they actually came around and took pictures of you. Oh, that's if right. If you yeah. wanted a picture, because they would not let you take your phone out. That's right. So, and again, all of it is you know for different reasons. But Universal lets you have your phone out, which is great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's a, that's a place you can get a, a photo in uh, the Jimmy Fallon studio, quote unquote, um, and not get arrested for it.
1: <laughs> yes, but one <laughs> thing I do want to point out is we actually got a time for Jimmy Fallon. And we didn't go today.
0: Yeah, it was a uh, it was a virtual line experience. So we did get a line when the uh, when the virtual line uh, experiences dropped at four o'clock. They drop at eleven, two, and four yes. on the Universal app. Uh, but we did uh, secure a Jimmy Fallon uh, virtual line pass for I think it was four forty-five. I believe, which was about ten minutes after we were supposed to get off of ET.
1: Right. And what the reason that we ended up not going um, was because it was very hot outside, which honestly, Florida, it's not that big of a deal. You kind of learn to deal with the heat. However, one of the things that we found today, and we're gonna talk about this because it was a pattern throughout our entire day. Yeah,
0: the entire park.
1: The entire park was that we had so much trouble finding something to eat or drink today. And so by the time we got off ET, we were we were done. Yep. We were dehydrated at that yeah. point. And I know that you're probably listening to this and going, "Well, why didn't you just get water?" Or why didn't you just, you know, buy um, you know, a, a bottle of something?
0: Well, first of all, it's it's 90 plus degrees in the humidity, and we actually did bring two water bottles with us, but we also brought our annual pass holder uh, refillable cups. And every time we go to Universal, it's such a great deal in comparison to what like a bottle of Powerade costs, right? Which is about five or six dollars, yeah. Yeah. But if you re if you refill the uh, the refillable mug, you just pay for the refill and you get your fifteen percent annual pass discount on it. It's like eight something, right? And so and you can drink you know soda, Powerade, ginger ale, lemonade, whatever they got in those Coke Freestyle machines. All day long for that price.
1: And they're all over the park. They're everywhere. Now, when we first walked in, normally, when you first walk into Universal Studios, off to the right, there's a booth Mm -hmm. and they sell things like pretzels and like beer and and you can like, you know, be able to re-up your your cup when you're there.
0: Re-up the cup.
1: (laughs) Which is what we wanted to do. Yep. And when we looked over, that's usually my first go to because I'm like, oh, boom, it's right here. Let's yeah, do it.
0: Let's get it out of the way.
1: And there had to be at least forty to fifty people in that line. It was crazy. I was like, no, that's,
0: that's uh, Monsters Cafe that she's talking about.
1: Yeah. There's there's no way we're waiting in that line because in my head I was like, oh, we'll definitely find a line that's shorter. It's probably just people want like, you know, they want to grab something. But yeah.
0: It's the first thing you you see basically, when you walk in right next to Shrek and and Minion Mayhem.
1: Now, I will say that even though not every line had, you know, 50, 60 people in it, um, everywhere that we tried to go today to try to, like, refill our cup and everything that we saw, we kind of just continued going because the line was so absurdly long.
0: I did not see a single line where you could re-up the refillable cup that had less than 15 people in it.
1: Right. And, you know... the thing is when you're at a theme park you're like, "Oh, well, that one's long. that that one's really long. I'm just going to, you know, keep moving. I'll I'll catch the next one." Yeah,
0: there's another one further down that's usually
1: shorter. Yeah, but that never happened. Right. On top of that, um, you know, there were other things that I wanted Universal to take my money for. I've been telling Bill about the fact that I wanted to go to the Leaky Cauldron and I wanted to get kids meals. Um, I know that sounds a little silly when it in that sentence, but if you buy a kid's meal on the Universal app, if you have an annual pass, you can actually take your discount and it, it applies it right there and you can get a kid's meal for like five dollars
0: hey the true pros of the theme park industry get kids meals
1: i mean but it's the perfect serving honestly yeah. and it's like a third of the price you know how many
0: times i've stayed on disney property and gotten kids meals at the the food courts at the resorts oh, yeah. like how many times do you, you pay like half of what the adult meal costs and it's basically the same thing
1: well i've really wanted to go and get it at like the Leaky Cauldron yeah. I don't you told me
0: the fish and chips are really good and was, I trust you.
1: It was so good. The fish and chips, and it came with fruit too. So you yeah. got you got a nice little piece of fish, some chips, you got some grapes. It was perfect for five bucks. You cannot beat that. So we walked by and that line went all the way through the restaurant and was out the door. So when we came back to do that, there was no line. <laughs> and what happened? We tried to walk in and they go, Oh, I'm sorry this restaurant is closed for the
0: rest of the day.
1: And we were like, excuse, I mean, we weren't like, excuse me, but we were like, wait, what? It's like four o'clock in the afternoon. And
0: they proceeded to tell us there was a private event there that night, which makes sense. But that was the first time all day that we had walked by the leaky cauldron that we didn't see 30, 40 people in line to get in there.
1: Right. And so I was really excited. And then I was very sad. So I knew that we were going to have to wait to do that.
0: So between our two visits to the Leaky Cauldron, I want to throw a little uh, piece of positivity in this episode here. You got to play with your wand for the first time on the Universal Studios side inside Diagon Alley.
1: I did. And um, so I brought my wand. Um, I did not. It didn't travel as well as i wanted it to <laughs> no. i put it in a sock and it was sticking out of my lounge fly <laughs>
0: maybe just bring a bigger backpack next time
1: no i like my lounge fly but yeah
0: but if you're gonna carry your wand you want to protect it more.
1: I'm, g- I'm gonna go ahead and do some research and see how other people carry their wands okay. also sounds good but you no know, you're right i can't get a bigger backpack but i just love my well, lounge fly. Backp- i know <laughs> i just love my lounge fly yeah but um We got to walk around and cast some spells. And I have to say, I did much better today.
0: Yeah, if you guys haven't seen our (laughs) YouTube video that we posted last week, where Danny was trying spells all around uh, Hogsmeade on the Islands of Adventure side, uh, I I edited it in a way where it looked like it was kind of funny how many tries that she (laughs) took to finally get the spells correctly. But today she did much better. She definitely did her wizard training in the last week or so since we shot that video.
1: I studied. You did. I studied and studied and studied. And
0: for those of you guys who have the interactive wands, we have one tip for you. More wrist, less arm. Yes. That's true. The smaller the spell, the easier it's gonna be for you to trigger it.
1: Yes. And we also didn't bring the map. We just looked for all the pieces on the ground. So right. um when you're trying to cast spells around the wizarding world If you look on the ground, there's these little...
0: Like a gold plate.
1: Like a gold plate, and and it shows the actual spell on the plate. Right. And um, it shows the motion you're supposed to do. So we were able to do that, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, I will say that uh, I want to go back and do that more because I had so much fun doing it. Uh, It was crowded in there. Very. Especially in Nocturne Alley.
0: That was crazy how busy it was over there and there's a lot of spells to cast over there
1: yeah like to the point where i was standing there and i was trying to like cast a spell and like trying to figure it out and this little kid was just like can i try can i try can i try i was like oh my goodness
0: yeah like somebody get your mama (laughs) where's
1: your (laughs) did somebody lose a child (laughs) which it's fine i know they're excited too i'm excited too but um You know, it was really crowded in Nocturne Alley, but there was enough space um, in Diagon Alley for us to try almost everything.
0: Yeah. And for those of you who don't know where Nocturne Alley is, if you walk into Diagon Alley and Gringotts Bank with the dragon on it is right in front of you, walk all the way up to the bank and take a left. And if you go down there, it's in the left corner across from the bathrooms. You can see the entrance to Nocturne Alley.
1: Yeah. So we had a great time um, playing with my wand and... You know, also, you didn't have to watch me do the same spell, you know, multiple times. I'm going to be nice to myself and just call it multiple times.
0: You too can watch Danny try multiple spells on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash a couple of park And
1: I won't, I, I'm going to tell you that Bill had to do multiple edits on that <laughs> video. To make... I even
0: added some fun text in there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yes, we had a great time doing that. Um, So I definitely want to bring my wand back. But one thing that I wanted to mention also while we were walking around was, you know, I was like, oh, well, we can't find food. You know, we'll probably get something after. Maybe let's get a butterbeer.
0: A frozen butterbeer on a 95 degree day is always a good decision.
1: However, comma, what happened was the line for butterbeer was probably the longest line I've seen for, ever. yeah ever yeah i was shocked
0: the uh inside diagon alley where you go to the right where the performances are on that stage there's like a bar that's kind of set back in the back right there where you can get pumpkin juice butter beer hot butter beer whatever right. you want um that line extended almost all the way out to the entrance to diagon alley
1: yeah it was unreal and so i was just absolutely shocked i was like okay no better beer today um I really want Universal to take my money. Yeah. But We love Potter stuff. We do love Potter stuff. We love Universal stuff. But um overall we do kind of want to reiterate for you guys that um if you are going to Universal that right now um it's really really hard to be able to do things like get food and water or just anything to drink in general unless you are ready to wait on a very long line
0: and we did touch on it on a recent episode here um but the the quick service uh mobile order service system that universal's got going on is horrendous
1: it's not quick
0: it's it is really really bad it's really well it's it's just not done well at all um Basically, the process is you mobile order, then you wait in line to get a table, then you sit down, you confirm your order, and then you have to wait again for somebody to bring your mobile order out to you, which all in all, for the most part, is taking almost everybody that we've talked to over an hour just to get your food, which is nuts.
1: So on Twitter the other day, I was scrolling, and I saw people saying that they waited 90 minutes for um, a burger at a uh, Burger Yeah. Um, I saw people saying that the longest lines that they had waited on that day were for food. And I mean, the, I saw somebody describing how they waited 45 minutes for a table. Then they um, had to wait another 20 minutes for their food to, you know, to come to their table.
0: I've experienced this twice. I went with our friends Megan and Joel one day and we sat down in Comic Strip Cafe and it took them almost a half hour to bring the food out. And then another day I went with the, our friend Taylor and we sat and we waited a half hour for her burger to come out. It's absolutely ludicrous how long this this process takes. And it's so inconvenient for the park guests.
1: And the thing is, I will give them this. I know that they are adjusting. Sure, to, and they're trying. They're adjusting to people returning to the parks. Um, I know that they are trying to accommodate everybody. However, what I will say is somebody needs to go back to the drawing board and they need to honestly look at Disney's homework and copy it because they're doing it the right way. Sure. And
0: I'm not going to say, be like Disney, Universal, be like
1: Disney. Oh, no, they should definitely be like Disney for this. (laughs) I'm not going to say that.
0: But the reason why I go to a quick service restaurant is to get my food quickly, eat it quickly, and then move on to the next thing that I want to do during my day. Right. If I wanted a waiter, I would go to a sit-down restaurant, give me the opportunity to mobile order my food, send me to a certain line to pick up said food, let me pick up said food, and be on my way. Yeah. That's what I want out of quick service.
1: Right, or even for these places that you are sitting down, having like the time to be chosen first... And then pick that time and then once your food is ready to be made to be able to say, hey, I'm here, like seat me, like that makes more sense. Because right. like if if everything that they have is kind of like Woody's Lunchbox, where if you've never been to um, Hollywood Studios and had wanted to eat at Woody's Lunchbox, the way that works right now is you'll actually go on the mobile app and you'll find a time that's, maybe like an hour, two hours, three hours away. And what you do is you place your order. And then when it's time for your food to be prepared, you walk over there and there's a button that you say, hey, I'm here. And they let you in. And then there's a table available for you and your food's ready.
0: Yeah, as soon as you you get the notification that your order's ready, they let you in, you sit down and your food is ready to go.
1: And the thing is that cuts out the whole everybody waiting in a really long line just to get the table before you even order. Right. So, um, I know you're saying, you know, you're not, we're not going to say don't, or be like Disney, but I do think that this needs to be reconfigured.
0: Sure. Oh, hundred percent.
1: And so, um, we actually left early because we couldn't find anything to drink and it was just way too hot to be walking around and not drinking anything that now, day.
0: Now, you, Yes, I know some people in the comments are going to say things like, hey, you know, they sell sodas and PowerAids inside the stores. Yes, I do know that. But like we said before, it's not as cost effective for people who already have the cup to go and buy bottles of PowerAid and bottles, bottles of soda and water. Because, right. you know, Danny and I usually on a shorter day will share a cup. And we'll just we'll spend eight or nine bucks between the two of us, and we'll just keep refilling it with Powerade or whatever we want to do to stay hydrated. Right. Um, going into the stores and buying the very limited selection of red and blue Powerade, which I don't like either one of them.
1: I don't mind blue. <laughs>
0: I, I like uh, in the machines, there's like eight different kinds of Powerade, which I like more variety. Right. Um, so I, we'd prefer to get the cups, and I don't want to settle on a $5 bottle of Powerade that I don't like just to do it. So it's just, it's not, it's not fair to say, hey, you know, there's, there's bottles and stuff in the stores. Yes, there is. But every line around the park, restaurants, kiosks, everything was like 15 to 20 people deep today. And it was impossible to, to get anything quickly. And that was kind of a disappointment.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think across the board when that's the problem. So it wasn't just like, you know, in this space or in this space. It was everywhere. And the thing is, like, we're not against waiting in lines, and we're also not against spending money. However... You know, we live here. We can't be dropping vacation money all the time. Sure. We're not, we can't jo- drop $30 on beverages, especially right. when we already bought cups. Right. And that's what they're for. They're 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 for that purpose.
0: There's got to be a better way to do the whole cup thing, too. Like, there should be a way to, like, do it at the machine.
1: Or do it on the app. There's got to yeah, sure. I mean, there's, there's gotta be a way to do that. Yeah, sure. I mean, technology, There's there's got to be a way to do that. But, I mean, overall, um, I just, I feel like that will continue to be a problem if something doesn't change. And I'm hoping that as, you know, more employees come, as they continue adjusting. But here's the thing, it's only going to get hotter. And especially when you have people who aren't used to the heat, it's going to, you know, it, it could become dangerous for people who don't think about drinking water all the time. Right. So I do hope that that does change. And when I say, you know... The the stuff about the heat, I say that from a place of growing up someplace where the summers were very, very hot. And I worked in a theme park and saw people come in and, you know, they would get really dehydrated because yeah. they didn't realize, you know, how much you should be drinking when you're walking around a theme park.
0: Absolutely. But with all that said, we want to end on a little bit of a positive note. We really did enjoy our trip to Universal, what the part that we got to go see the amazing Jurassic World tribute store. Um, You definitely go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and check out our newest video. We have a very, very detailed tour of the Jurassic World Tribute Store. Four amazingly themed rooms are in that store for your enjoyment and tons of merch that uh, some you do see around the parks, but some you definitely do not. And go check it out. We strongly recommend it is brilliantly done by the team at Universal.
1: Absolutely.
0: And uh, go check out that video and you can see all the details of every room and prices of every piece of merch that's in there. Um, Absolutely fantastic. Go check that out.
1: Be sure to rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music and all other podcast platforms.
0: Be sure to follow at Parkhopper's show on Instagram, Twitter. Facebook and now join over 10,000 people following us on TikTok.
1: Head over to YouTube.com/slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more.
0: For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of park And
1: until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks. Park.